I called him over to the operating table and I held his hand. I said, David, I want you to know there's no such thing as a bad Jew. You are a good Jew. We can ask that question, why me? Why do I have to go through what I'm going through? Well, it's very important to know that just because we are struggling in life, it doesn't mean that God is punishing you, that God is not happy with you. Not because our struggles are a struggle that we can truly understand. But when we do understand that God in heaven is a kind, loving Father who cares about every single child, who has a great plan for each one of us. As a matter of fact, God decides a person's footsteps. King David, in chapter 37 in the book of Psalms, writes these words. In Hebrew, Mehashem mitzadei gever koinanu. God decides a person's footsteps. In other words, wherever we go, wherever we are brought to, wherever we find ourselves, it's all because God has designed it that way. And that's a very fundamental part of our faith and our belief system to understand that everything that happens is because God has orchestrated it like that to happen. Yes, we have the right to throw out the question to God, why me? Why do I have to go through this particular struggle? Why do we have to struggle in life? It's a good question and we validate the question and we are entitled to ask the question. Even Moses the greatest prophet of all times screamed out to God. He says, why? Why is this nation struggling like this? So the question of Lama, of why, that's the Hebrew word of why, is a valid question. We are encouraged to ask it. We are, we are entitled to ask it. But we don't remain with the question. But rather, we understand we accept, we embrace what happens to us in life. And we realize that no matter what struggle we are going through, ultimately it is going to be for our best. Let me share with you on a personal note. About a month ago, I had a routine doctor's appointment. And they did a routine blood test. And they saw that on one of my bodily organs, the results showed a risen numbers that it should be four, but it was like 7.8. So right away, the doctor said, we need to look into this. And we went for an MRI and then a biopsy. And then they came back and they said, you know what, Rabbi, we need to surgically remove that so that the rest of your body can be safe and not get infected. This just happened a few weeks ago. In the meantime, I was chatting with one of my 
friends that I've known for over 35 years. And we have a tradition that every Friday that I call him to wish him a good weekend. Shabbat Shalom. Almost every Friday since we've known each other for the past 35, 36 years. So I'm chit-chatting with him and I'm saying, you know what? I just got a diagnosis and I need to go for surgery. Do you know anyone in that field? And he said, as a matter of fact, my son, who I performed the bar mitzvah for him in Israel, I even think I was at his uh, circumcision when he was born, my son Alex has a friend, a doctor, his name is Dr. Daniel, and this is his field. Why don't you give me a few hours and my son will reach out to him. And that's exactly what happened. Um, within a few hours, I get a call from Dr. Daniel. And it says, Rabbi, yes, this is my field of expertise. I, I just went over your records and, uh, I, and I concur that we need to move forward in taking care of this. He says, however, I personally am new into the game. I'm just a couple years into this field, but I would like to introduce you to the chief, the head of the department, who is the best of the best who does this type of surgery. And he's my colleague, but he's up in Los Angeles. A couple days later, I get a phone call from Dr. David. He says, Rabbi, Dr. Daniel called me. I went over all your records. I went over all your results and I concur that most probably it's best for you to have the surgery. And we spoke for about an hour on the phone. I went on to New York for a visit. The sur surgery was scheduled for two and a half months out. When I'm in New York, I go to the gravesite of my Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson. And I pray and ask the Rebbe, please bless me. Please intercede on my behalf with God. Bring my prayers to God so that I should be cured from this, that I should be blessed with a long life. The very next day I get a phone call that there is a cancellation and there's an opening for surgery the following Tuesday. And they wanted to know if I want to take it. And I said, oh yes, I will take this appointment. You know, Tuesday is a very special day in the Hebrew calendar. It's always good to do things on Tuesday. It's just a general tradition. It goes back from when God created the world on the first day, God created the heavens and the earth. And then on the second day, God separated the earth from the, the waters on the ground with the waters in the skies and separated the earth from the sky. So the first day when God created the heavens and the earth, he said it's good. The second day, because there was kind of divisiveness, because he was separating, he didn't say it was good. But on Tuesday, he said two times, maybe that's why it's called Tuesday. He said two times, it is good, it is good. So it's became a tradition that whenever you got to do something special, do it on Tuesday. Whenever you have a procedure, schedule it for Tuesday. Are you moving into a new house? Do it on Tuesday. You want to travel? Travel on Tuesday. Tuesday is a good day of the week to do things. So when I got the call and saying that there's a surgery open on Tuesday, I grabbed it. 
I'm in San Diego, the surgery is in Los Angeles. I need to be there at 6.30 in the morning. So we leave here at 4 o'clock and we drive up to Los Angeles. In the hospital, in the pre-operating room, the surgeon, who I have not met yet until then, comes to meet with me. As he comes into my to the room, I greet him and I thank him so much for taking me as a patient. And I look at him, I says, Dr. David, let me ask you a question. I know you're Jewish. Have you ever had a bar mitzvah? He said, no. I says, have you ever wrapped tefillin, which is the two leather boxes that we put on our arm, on our head when we pray? Every single Jewish man must wear tefillin at least once in their lifetime. At least once. I do it every single weekday since my bar mitzvah. And he said, no, I did not. I never did that. So this is Dr. David. It would mean a lot to me that before we go into surgery, if I can perform a bar mitzvah for you, I want to give you a bar mitzvah. And I want to wrap the tefillin around your arm and on your head to give you the gift that at least you have done it once in your lifetime. And now you can never say that you have not had a bar mitzvah. And he said, absolutely, on one condition. I want all my nurses to be in the room when we do it. I said, absolutely. He gathered the nurses together. I took my tefillin. I wrapped it around him. I said the prayers with him. I put the tefillin on his head. And as I wrapped the tefillin around his fingers, I was thinking these are the same fingers that are going to be doing the surgery within an hour. And I prayed with him. And then we sang the famous song, Simintov, Mazeltov, Mazeltov, Simintov. This is the song that we sing at a bar mitzvah or at any special celebration, Jewish occasion. And he was so moved by the opportunity to finally have a bar mitzvah, even though he is a lot older than 13 years old. After he left, I thought to myself, okay, God decides man's footsteps. Did I have to go through this surgery in order for this Jew to have a chance to wear tefillin at least once in his lifetime? Who knows if he would have ever, ever had an opportunity to wear tefillin. But I thought to myself, you know, when I first got diagnosed and that I needed to have the surgery, yes, I asked God, why me, God? God, I've been through so much. You know, I survived a mass shooting. I lost my two fingers. I've, I've suffered a lot already in life. Do I really have to go through some more? Really, God? Do I really need this also? But I embraced it. Yes, it's a struggle. And no surgery is fun. All surgeries come with risks. But I embraced it. And I realized that it is not me in control. God Almighty is in control of what happens to us. And if God sets a struggle in motion, who am I to challenge it, but rather to embrace it? But take the opportunity to see, what can I do with this struggle? And in this particular case, I was able to perform a bar mitzvah in the hospital, in the pre-operating room with my surgeon. Very interestingly, 
as I was brought into the operating room, as he rolled me onto the operating table, and I'm lying there, surrendering to his skills and to God's blessing, I called him over. I said, David, you remember our first conversation? I asked you if you were Jewish, and you told me that you are a bad Jew. He says, why? He says, well, my parents really didn't teach me much, and I married out of the faith. So I'm a bad Jew. That's what he told me then. I called him over to the operating table and I held his hand. I said, David, I want you to know you are actually a very good Jew. There's no such thing as a bad Jew. You are a good Jew. And it was with those words that the anesthesiologist gave me the anesthesia and I fell into a very deep sleep only to wake up later to be told of a very successful surgery that they got everything out, that my body is clean and I'll have a beautiful life ahead of me. Going through this experience truly teaches me the importance that when we go through a struggle in life and we question why me, understand that you were noticed, that God noticed you, God gave you the struggle, but God also pulled you through. And during this journey, I was able to do some very good things for others. Now, the fact that I got this diagnosis was, I can use the word coincidence, rather divine providence. It wasn't a scheduled um, blood test. It was just the doctor said, hey, why not? Let's, let's, do, let's run this test on you. So it, it was all serendipitous. It was all with divine providence. So that at my age, I should be able to have the surgery and get rid of the organ that was infected so that the rest of my life, I could live a very long, healthy life. And hopefully, I should be able to continue on producing these inspiring videos to inspire you, to inspire others, to make this world a better place. A little bit of light pushes away a lot of darkness. How much more so a lot of light. I went through a dark period and I'm bringing light and that light has dispelled the darkness. May God bless us all, spare us from struggles, send us on our missions. We will accomplish whatever we can, wherever our footsteps take us, we will do the best we can to make this world a better place. God bless you. God loves you.